Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofskin. Today, it's only us. We're all by ourselves. <laughs> One is the loneliest number, so luckily, great things come in threes, please. Alone at last. Only the lonely, like Eleanor Rigby, can have a lonesome day. Though, you'll never walk alone with us in your ears. Are you lonesome tonight? Can't be, because no one is alone. We have so much room for chatting today. <laughs> it's okay. I'm a fun guy. Kevin gives morale support, <laughs> and Kimberly deals with our shiitake. Why are we talking about mushrooms? I don't know. Okay. Oh, God. But more formally, joining us today are the usual ain't-too-groovy-feeling-driving-movie-loners. Okay. Including Kevin in my own little corner, Jager. Yes! Aww. I'm Cinderella. Kimberly. Which one? Our uh, Leslie and Warren. Thank you, that's what I was <laughs> uh, Duh. Kimberly, our game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Hello, I'm also Leslie and Warren. <laughs> we are all Leslie and Warren. Yeah. You can be Leslie oh. and Warren from Clue. Let us in, let us in. Uh, and with let us, us today... You, I thought you were going to do it. No, no. And with us today is nobody but... Hi, Na- nobody. But, hi, nobody. How are you today? You can follow nobody at... side. <laughs> yeah. You can follow nobody. Uh, but now for something completely different, we're going to try something brand new. We're turning this into a ranking episode. Today we're going to rank what we think are the top 15 movie musicals that need to have a stage production ASAP. Before we continue onwards, remember, you can follow us at Broadwasted. Broadwasted. On all the social medias. Social medias. You can can subscribe to us on YouTube. YouTube. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes. iTunes. And you can give us five stars, please. Five stars. Please. (laughs) So, before Kimberly explains the rules, um, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are you drinking, what, what are you drinking Kevin? Oh, I'm drinking um, <laughs> the concoction that Kimberly put in front of me that has mango puree and whiskey. Great. And iced tea. And iced tea. I'm, uh, I'm drinking the same thing, but with uh, Tonteo tequila. Oh, is that good? Yeah, really good. That was not one of my imagined additives. <laughs> it's good. Okay. Um, it's a nice varietal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a gin and tonic with some like leftover peaches and mango puree in the bottom. Awesome. Perfect. It's really good, actually. So let's go ahead with this game. Kimberly, can you explain how we're going to do this ranking? The Broadway did and ranking system. Absolutely. Yes! Yes! Wait, say it. Cheers! And ranking system. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I'm five, six, seven, eight. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> oh my god, that was so good. <coughs> so I earlier today sent Brian and Kevin fifteen movie musicals that have yet to have a stage adaptation. Yes. Yes. Or at least a notable one. And I wanted us all to rank them from number 15 okay. being what we don't ever want to see on stage, number one to being that production could open tomorrow and I would be first in line to buy tickets. Great. Great. Got it. <laughs> I said Grady, like great and ready <laughs> at the same time. Grady. Gruel. Speaking of movie musical <laughs> adaptations, <laughs> I'm going to read the list now in no specific order. Great. Uh, so that you, the listener, can know what we're talking about. Once we have each um, placed one of these musicals on our list, then we'll go into a full discussion on them. So, And then... I agree. Basically, yes. <laughs> and based on that, we'll do a master list. So if the first thing we talk about is The Lion King, then... Which it clearly which won't be. Which it clearly <laughs> won't be. Then that'll be number 15 on like the big list. Got it. Great. Okay, cool. So oh, that I'll was make for sure them and not me, down. but I also got it. Yeah, thanks, Cam. <laughs> All right, so the list of movie musicals that have yet to be on stage in no particular order are Sing Street, Hercules, Mulan, All That Jazz, La La Land, Eight Mile, That Thing You Do, This Is Spinal Tap, Purple Rain, South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut, A Hard Day's Night, High Society, Enchanted, The Jungle Book, and Pitch Perfect. Awesome. Um, I will keep track of how many times we say each one. Perfect. Um, and then, if Kimberly, you want to keep the master list. Of course. I like to be the master. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I'll just sit here and look pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. That's what you're best at. I know. <laughs> so I am going to, I guess we'll do Brian, Kimberly, Kevin. Okay. And then keep going from Thank there. Thank you for pointing to yourself and saying Brian, because I wasn't sure who you were. You're right. Oh, right. this stranger walked into my house and started talking <laughs> to a microphone. All right. So let's just, should we get let's going? Let's get into it. Absolutely. M- my number 15 yep. is High Society. My number 15 is South Park. Okay. My number 15 is A Hard Day's Night. Okay. High Society has one, South Park has one, and Hard Day's Night has one. Great. Okay, 14. Number 14 on my list yes. is um, The Jungle Book. Okay. A Hard Day's Night. And mine is Purple Rain. Number 13 on my list is yep. La La Land. Mine is Spinal Tap. And mine is Sing Street. I'm okay. very upset with you. To make Brian mad. Number... 12 on my list yep. is Hard Day's Night, which makes that this us to number three. a talking round. Hey. Hey. My Hard Day's Night, or do you want to talk about it since you said it? I'll start because okay. I have it ranked highest. Great. Um, the reason I, I rank Hard Day's Night so low, even though I'm a big Beatles fan, is that I think that it represents a specific moment in time um, with a foreign film feel, and I think the the specifics of that movie are really only meant for the movie. That is exactly why I said it too. I think that that the rights to those songs will be impossible to get all of them, mm-hmm. and and it'll be so expensive for overhead for that. Put it on anyway. the list. Number fifteen on the big board is Hard Day's Night. I win. Yeah, Kevin, you win. We're gonna have a talking team. <laughs> um, but Kimberly, you're, you're number twelve. <laughs> My 12 is 8 Mile. Okay. And my 12 is The Jungle Book. That's two for The Jungle Book. Okay, we're on to round 11. My 11 is 8 Mile. All right, mine is La La Land. 
My 11 is high society. Um, my number 10 is that thing you do. I don't think you can see the daggers. I'm shooting at Brian right now. But my number 10 is all that jazz. My number 10 is La La Land. That I just is- want us all to, like, is it weird that I want, like, um, what am I miming right now? Pull a a slot machine? Oh, a slot machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I want us all to come up on the same one. So now we are, on, we are discussing we La La Land. We can talk about La La Land? Um, Great. Th- Kevin said it third. So Kevin had it ranked highest. So, Kevin, um, why don't you start us out with La La Land? I just, um, I think that La La Land itself, it's so much about being a movie musical. So I feel like turning yeah. it into yeah. a stage show would kind of, like, defeat the purpose. Yeah. Which is why I ranked it low, but I put it higher than some of these other things just because I thought it would be funny to tell everyone you're doing a production of La La Land and everyone gets there and you actually do Moonlight and, like, completely <laughs> shock them. <laughs> but um, I also just think because of how big La La Land was and its connection to Pasch and Paul mm-hmm. that it could make an interesting stage show out if it had to. Yeah. But like I said, I think it's so focused on being a movie musical yeah. that taking it out of that medium kind of ruins the whole point of the show. I have it ranked pretty low. I have it um, at 13 on my list because I agree with you. It's meant for film. It harkens back to all the specific movie musicals. Yep. Um, maybe if you redesigned it for the stage as harkening back to like that golden age of stage musicals but then that is not but the same but it's also show. so about LA I ha- yes which is why it has to be about movies yes totally so unless you make it a stage thing about movies in LA yeah, in LA on top of the Hollywood but like, but then like on top of the cars the LA thing just like if you're trying if you're talking Broadway specifically mm-hmm. it might not read quite as much yeah what like, I worry about is that it would have um, what I'm gonna call American in Paris syndrome mm-hmm. because that last ballet is gorgeous and I would love to see on stage and the colors are very vibrant mm-hmm. and it very much reminded me of American in Paris just with all the primary colors yeah, and yeah. everything and the ballet dream sequences um, but on stage you just like you have to do more Ooh, the- and it's such a small like the, the 11 o'clock number in La La Land is her standing alone in a blue sweater right like that it, it has to be so good to really work and I don't know who I would trust with it yet. And I, the, so the last 20 minutes or the 10 minute like big segment of La La Land mm-hmm. is um, the last segment of La La Land is meant to feel like like a soundstage set. I think it's interesting that our bottom two are ones that are like specifically about <laughs> film. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Absolutely. So, okay. that's, so number 14 is now La La Land. Yeah. Yes. Great. Okay. What are we on? 10? We're on round nine. 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 Okay. Uh, my number nine is This is Spinal Tap. Mine's Enchanted. Mine is That Thing You Do. My eight is South Park. My eight is High Society. And that is that's the three for yeah. High Society. Okay. We're, we're, because you put it the highest, Kimberly, why don't you start? So I ranked it in my top ten. Oh yeah, that's pretty high. And yeah, th- it is number. It is the bottom and of the barrel the bottom for, for the me. two it's of you. It's for fifteen. Mostly because I just love an old school mm-hmm. musical, and I feel like if High Society was happening right now, they would make it sort of a bigger, grandiose <clears throat> um, show with like just some beautiful duets and dance numbers and. I would be very into that. So I actually put it at the bottom for the exact opposite reason. But I think there's an update to it that I would rank higher. But as is, it's. I, I feel like there'll be a time and a place again for it on yeah, Broadway. Yeah, with those costumes. Don't true. you just want to watch those dresses twirl around? Mm, yeah, sure. I guess. 
if if Frank and Sinatra, Bing Crosby, and Grace Kelly were in it on Broadway now, yeah. they've raised them from the dead. I'd go see it. Yeah. Oh, Grace Kelly, I love you. All right. So that was that Kim, was your eight? eight. That was my eight. So my eight is Hercules. Oh wow! Pretty. I thought you would drink that higher. I, I did too. We'll, we'll talk when we get there. Yeah. No. Let's talk now. What's going on? Um, number seven. Uh, my number seven is all that jazz. Uh, my seven is Pitch Perfect. And my seven is This is Spinal Tap. That's three for Spinal Tap. So, Kevin, you have it the highest. Okay. <clears throat> I thought it, it's a good show that could bring, like, a really fun kind of humor that hasn't actually, like, hasn't been on Broadway in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that you could expand it and make some of, like, you could do something really interesting with those quiet interviews to make them more, like, pulling in the audience or make it more dynamic. Uh-huh. And I just, I think it's a funny movie that a lot of us like know about but uh, like a lot of people maybe have not seen right in this like uh current contemporary broadway generation there's some great and songs i think in yeah i movie. think that's the thing is it's really funny and i just i feel like it's it a lot of broadway funny has been very family friendly mm-hmm. lately mm. and i think it would be fun to have another musical like that's not just the south park guys coming out like somebody else doing something that's kind of yeah. like pushing the button and making push the button, <laughs> just making Broadway musicals again something that can be contemporary and like stay on the same wavelength. And yes, yeah. I know it's an older movie. Where did you have it on your list, Kimberly? I had mine at thirteen oh, for the same reason as our other films, like the specifically film ones. I was like, I just don't know how you make a mockumentary work on stage, especially one that yes is mostly improv and came from a like a core group mm-hmm. of. Yeah comedians that know each other very well <laughs> I just think it would it would have one it would have this concert feel to it 100% but it would also so you can like do a lot a rock of ages type of feel it maybe to need it. to be like multimedia it would definitely it need to be multimedia a concert that had a lot of video aspects that had the, the crew was uh, a character the crew was a character yeah like similar to um uh the play also, that goes the play wrong. That goes wrong. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But see, I feel like you the, can still do it as a documentary. You just you create could. the character. Like you have the character. Yeah. That was uh, what's his name? Christopher uh, Guest, Michael the, McKean. The the actual like interviewer. Like the, oh, the Rob Reiner yeah, character? Yeah, Rob Reiner. You yeah, actually yeah. have a Rob Reiner character and have him follow around with a camera, and that can be the camera that creates the video shot. Absolutely. So it's, like, connected, so it's, like, you're seeing what the camera sees. Yeah. yeah. You could have some really cool moments with I, that. Totally. I, I think that... If you can, the reason it's so high or in the top ten for me is if you can execute on that mockumentary aspect and and really ex- nail it well, I think this could work like insanely well. I agree. Yeah. So I that's, and I like the idea that like some of the script being improved every night, like yeah, letting like having a group of improv musicians. Absolutely. So Kevin, what number was that for you? That was number seven. Okay. Um, so my six. Yes. So to just recap, Kimberly, can you read the big list for us? Uh, 15 was Hard Day's Night, 14 was La La Land, 13's High Society, 12 is Spinal Tap. Okay. Just in case everyone at home is keeping track, um, the movie musicals with two, so we're waiting for one more, are All That Jazz, 8 Mile, That Thing You Do, South Park, and Jungle Book. Everything else is either on one or nothing. So my number six is Enchanted. Mine is The Jungle Book. That brings us to talk about The Jungle Book. Kimberly, you ranked it the highest out of all of us, so yeah. let me know. I just think there's a lot of fun stage magic to be had with a jungle. Which is called The Lion King. And that's exactly why it that's ranks That's why low. I put it as low as I did. The Jungle but, Book is a rehash of that in Tarzan. That's exactly what I said. But, hear me out on this one. Okay. The Lion King, yes, as cool 
as the puppetry was, is, it is still very cool, mm-hmm. right. but it was all done in 1997. And I would love to see what modern technology with projections, with more puppetry. It's called Finding Nemo, the musical. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's not good enough for me to like want to see a stage production of it. I also was the kid that just didn't like the Jungle Book. Like when I, I, it just there was no Disney princess, so I wasn't really interested. <laughs> totally. The songs are good. The songs are great. But I would also say that in the right now we are oversaturated with Jungle Book because the movie just came out. And then there's another Jungle Book movie coming out. Did anyone see those though? Yeah. The Disney Jungle Book, was, like live action, did was really awesome. Well. Oh, I and didn't see it. And the other one hasn't come out yet. It's on Netflix, I think. Sometimes I think that everyone sees only what I see, and I was like, well, I didn't care about the Jungle Book, so no one did. <laughs> Apparently that's not the case. Darker than the Lion King. But then, but then you're not doing the Disney version, the movie. You're doing like straight from the the Kipling book. Uh, yeah, and okay, that's totally I see where different. you're going. But I also like instead of like the abstract puppetry that you got in the Lion King, I want more realistic puppets, like actual, actual like bears and, and monkeys. And stuff? Yeah, like I wanted to like look like, like, like a Disney car- on ice. No, but like I wanted to look like a cartoon. So see them. So watch the movie. Again. Yeah, which is kind of my argument. <laughs> 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 All right. All right, so that was six. What number was that? And that is number That was Kimberly's six. six. So, okay, so it's my six. My six is Mulan. Oh, that's the first for Mulan. Mulan ranking pretty yeah. well. Yeah, what does her reflection show? <laughs> Two verses that we should hear that were never in the movie. True. Oh, I'm, I'm pumped for this one. Uh, oh, wait, well, let's save it for the end. Yep, number uh, five. My number five is Pitch Perfect, which brings it to two. Uh, mine's Hercules. Ooh, Hercules is at two. Mine is Enchanted. Enchanted's at three. Oh, let's Kevin, talk you Enchanted. Have it, you have it high, you ranked highest. I do. I just, I loved that movie. I thought it was fun, and I think that it almost would translate better to stage mm-hmm. because like the whole sequence when she sings like that that's how you know yeah that is, is so really cute. cute but that would be gorgeous on stage and that's a show that would really benefit from projections and like oh the, yeah the, oh like the way Anastasia is to yes. have like Central Park back there behind a bridge but not even that like the animation versus the real life stuff and see and I was already oh. casting it in my head like I wanted Sierra Bogus to be the mm. the princess yeah, and then yeah. you throw totally. in somebody like Patty LaPone or uh my favorite, Donna Murphy, to be the Susan Sarandon part. Uh-huh. Like, and and then Tina Mazzel's the Tina Mazzel part. I, <laughs> I want to see how they do the dragon, too. Yeah, that's the other thing I was thinking. There's so many things that you could do that would be, like, so cool with today's, like, technology, but haven't really been done. It's also a tongue-in-cheek fairy show. Yes, absolutely. I felt like that movie had some really great music. I mean... Really good. But it also... Yeah. There were, were, there was were, it Mankin? It was Mankin. Was, Schwartz, for, was it Schwartz and Mankin yeah. worked together? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it also, I felt like there's so many characters in that movie that are such unique, like, great characters with, like, individual voices that didn't get songs. Yes. could that's, totally yeah, give them that's great very true. songs. The chipmunk can have one. The chipmunk character chipmunk. can have one. You can also have, like, the, like... The husband Igor, or the dad. The Igor-esque, like, character that's chasing after her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all of those characters totally, have, totally. like, such, a, like, original, unique characters. Yeah. And the idea of jumping between two worlds would be such a cool thing for... I like, think it would be awesome. set and costumes and everything. Yeah. Lighting would be so cool. Mm-hmm. It really lends itself, I think, to the stage. And, like, the the, the Patrick Dempsey character would have a great song his, with his daughter. Totally. Like, there's his a lot daughters to mind there. Yeah, there's so many things to put out there. Yeah. That would be a good show. Yeah, that actually, I actually agree with you. You know, every round now is going to be talking. So get ready right, to defend everything. 
number so, four. Number four. Who you said you were the last person to go? I was. Kevin? All right. My number four is Purple Rain. My number four is Hercules. My number four is All That Jazz. That's three for All That Jazz. You ranked it highest. I did. I I think it's. Uh, what was it for you? Uh, number four. And what was it for you, Kimberly? Um, ten. It was seven for me. So it cracked all of our top ten. I think that Bob Fosse as a character is somebody that like everyone in musical theater knows as like kind of a nod to the greats, but like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't really know like the kind of life he led. Yeah. And, That's fair. And I think that like we all know like, oh, Bob Fosse means like strange bent over movements right. and like really sh- like sh- uh, sharp, snappy finger motions and mm-hmm. things like that. But I think like it's a really interesting thing to look at and people always love a story of a of an artist who is like Life is falling apart yeah. while their career is rising. So I think that it would be a really awesome kind of like story of a hero gone bad. Uh, all that jazz would bring up a lot of his style, but also like a really interesting look at the creative <laughs> process and how difficult it is for some people. And I think it works well in a space like um, in the round at Circle. Totes. Because you have the and there's hospital not bed on a stage. A lot of dance shows. In the round. Yeah, and I think that would the be intimacy really of it. hard to choreograph, but really hard. cool if it works. But I think that his choreography is so 360. It would totally work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because if you literally just watch someone, like, walk the Fosse walk, like, you can watch them from any angle and be yeah. fascinated. It really works on film. Yeah, Not it only really that, works but, like, on film. just his, um, like, Pajama Game and Damn Yankees, his choreography works so well on film that I just think and, and it's so and film just picks up on everything obviously that I think 360 is the only way to like almost That's like interesting. almost like fake immersive if that yeah. makes sense totally yeah um, alright so that's cool. number four that is maybe want to go back and watch that movie again because I ha- honestly mine was so low because I haven't seen it it's long enough movie. to like so we're on to number three three these are our top three for each of us this is going to be such an interesting conversation. Yeah. I'm so mad three, at all of Brian. you. My number three is Mulan. Does that make it final or no? Have you guys said Mulan each? Yeah, we both said Mulan. Yeah. Great. That is three for Mulan. All right. Let's talk Mulan. I ranked it the highest. <laughs> Where did, did you rank it, Kevin? Uh, six. Where did you rank it? Um, Hope he doesn't see right four. through me. Which I'm surprised oh, by okay. because Mulan was my favorite Disney movie growing up. Mm, okay. The reason it's ranked so high for me is the strength of the female lead. Yeah. Um, I just want to know how they would do the haircut with the sword on stage. Yeah. Is I that have, not everyone else's favorite part of the I movie? I actually it's wrote great. special effects on here, but, and I thought of that, and like all the oh, like, let's get down to business stuff. stuff. Yeah. <gasps> like, I just thought about Again, a bunch of men with their shirts off doing, be a man, <laughs> you must be safe as a corseed river. But also like oh, her like so three, good. her like three misfit friends, like what fun casting that would be. Yeah. Like, um, oh, yeah. Obviously, then, like, Donny Osmond would come in. No, just kidding. Well, how do you do <laughs> Mushu? I, I want to see, how do you do Mushu? That would be interesting. Is it a puppet? Is it, you know. A robot? A, yeah. An actual dragon? Or as Kimberly says, a guy in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, you're all about the guy in the suit? For Baloo? Or a real cartoon? <laughs> I didn't mean a guy in a suit. <laughs> I meant, like, a more realistic puppet than a lion yeah, hat on cool top of be, your head. How cool would it be if it was a projection? That like danced and moved around the stage in like different windows and spots like all over. Yeah, the yeah. they sort of cool. always had like, do like you guys Tinkerbell, see the... but like an actual Tinkerbell, Ooh. like 
I just think there's that a lot of good stuff to do with there's that. There's a lot to mine. The music is really strong, and it, while it does sound Disney, there is something very unique about the Mulan yes. soundtrack. I mean, they're making the the movie of the music, like a live action movie music. Oh, they are. Yes, um, um, with. The music, too, though, right? I don't know. I think they said they were doing it without the music. I think it is with music. As yeah. of as of March 23rd, 2017, the live-action Mulan is not currently intended to be a musical. Well, then I'm not interested. Yeah, you just lost me. Unless they use the Because I want to hear some girl score. sing the whole song with, like, all, of, like, the verses and everything of, of yeah. what reflection. Luckily. Because Ashley Brown does it on the um, well, no, nothing's been Disney... Born, what is that called? The... On the record, Disney on the record. If you look for that recording, Ashley Brown sings "Reflection" and it's incredible, and she rips her face off. Yeah, all of the fight sequences would be so fun, especially in like a princess musical, so to speak. It's so action and fight heavy and dark when they go to that town after it's been ravaged, and she finds the doll, and you cry and. Oh, the snow would be one. fun, and then the... So right, camera yeah. where, are we, okay. where are we on the big list? Uh, Mulan is number eight. Okay. So... What's your number three? My number three is Purple Rain. That's three for Purple Rain. Kimberly, you ranked it the highest at yeah. three. I have it at four. I had it at 14. <laughs> so... I'm so glad that the, we... You and we I are very similar, that. yeah. Purple Rain is weird. Super and I weird. I love... Every minute of it. I mostly would like to see Purple Rain on stage to see where and how they would find um, the person to play Prince's character Mm -hmm. because I think it would be a star-making moment and I think it would be really cool to see. I agree. And I also think it's... The way like you and Morton was the perfect boy George. Yes. And... um, Anavia Fanye is like the perfect Gloria Estefan. Like, I just want to see them make a star out of someone. Oh, I also you, think the way that it's like a star vehicle for someone on Broadway because his music lends itself to, like to someone who also sings musical theater. Mm. I think like it is not like you need to find a pop person to come in here. Right. Like a classically trained singer can sing Prince. All right, Kev, why is it so low on your list? I just put it so low because it's, you can't say Purple Rain without people thinking of Prince and thinking of that actual movie. And I feel like that's, yeah. it would to me, that would feel even more like a museum piece of somebody trying to pretend to be Prince for two hours than okay. even a hard day's night. Like, I think that would just be so... To me, it would just be so underwhelming because no matter what happens, it won't be the weirdness of the movie and it won't be actual Prince, so it would just be kind of like watching... That's fair. A, a, yeah. a show that's I will like put a this caveat on it when sad I... Sad mimic of something that yeah. could be good. My one caveat on it is I do think of it as an off-Broadway show. The way yeah. Lazarus. I, I, I see what you're called. saying. But then if, Lazarus? The first, if you play the lead in Purple The way the Rain, David Bowie musical was right. off-Broadway and weird and cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's very much an interesting way to think about but it. But see, I, I can't believe I'm arguing this and about to say what my number three is. Which is? Because my number three out of all 15 was Eight Mile. That's really high. I actually really expected us to be divided on this. We are. It's 11 for me. And I think I had it even lower. Mine was 12. Where and mine was yeah, number yeah. three. Why? And this is why. I think that is such a unique, interesting, not Broadway story. So to put it on a Broadway totally. stage would be like so mesmerizing. So I said that it would have to be in an intimate space. 
See, I don't think so. I no, think I you think could Amash do it is where huge. it's big. Mm, interesting. I would see it very big, and I mean, I. I would hope that every playbill would have like a dedicated to Brittany Murphy in it because I fucking love her in that movie. Um, but, and just I love Brittany Murphy in general and her Lifetime movie. Um, but I think, I think, no, but I just think, obviously I think right now people are very interested in using contemporary hip hop music in uh-huh. the theater realm. I think it's a classic story of someone with stage fright and coming from the wrong side of the tracks. I think it's so much more updated and like a unique like, I don't think that we've dealt with some of the issues that that show would bring up. And I think we would bring in a young audience who would then be able to see the magic of theater and how you can tell a really powerful story and not have it be something frou-frou and have it be rough and, like, kind of But as, as is, it would really need to be built out. Oh, you, I mean, you'd, of course, have to write a song for Brittany Murphy's character. You'd have to give his mother a song you'd have to have like when he's doing his first thing and he chokes that would have to be like some kind of like a big number and that would probably be the end of act one is him like choking the first time Mm -hmm. like there's definitely ways you could blow it up and like build it out but I just think like the drive of that movie is so interesting and like is every song before it like one mile two mile three mile (laughs) and then finally the the 11 o'clock number is eight mile Um, I'll put this to you again though do you think the person who is Eminem is then always Eminem the yeah. same way that Prince is the, yeah you think? no because I think <clears throat> I think with that you could do something really original and unique and like like almost cycle in people who are different types of performers into that role like okay. you could totally like make that like well I even think like like <laughs> what if you did that entire show and then there's a woman who play, who steps in like um, like seven months into the run. That would be so interesting to see if you don't change the script, you don't change anything about it, but then like just what an audience perceives because it's a woman. You, you even leave all of the dialogue the same. So he's, it's a woman dating a woman in a, like in Detroit and like trying to break into hip hop where like gay culture is still very much like ridiculed and not accepted. So I think there's some or really change the Brittany Murphy character to a man at one point and, and show like the power change. of women in hip hop. Like, yeah. Regardless it seems like of you if think you your like show's going to fail because you're already recasting it like a couple months no, in. I just mean like I think regardless of how, I think it just it would create a very interesting conversation that I think Broadway needs to I continue agree. to move forward. Yeah. Cool. All that right. That was my three. We're on to two. Two. And you guys, I cannot believe that you guys are not the same as my top two and it makes me really All sad. All right. So the th- guys, this is, this is I'm what's way left. more because upset with, with you guys. With this is what we have left. Pitch Perfect. Yep. South Park. That Thing You Do. Hercules, and Sing Street. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So, my number two yep. is Hercules. And now we've talked about so Hercules. Okay, great. Mine was eight for Hercules. Oh, five. Mine was five. All right, five. Brian, you rated highest. Go ahead. And, <laughs> and I'm being totally biased here. Okay. All I want to those... play Hercules? No. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I, I, all I want. You want to play the, uh, the Danny DeVito character? No, this is why you, no. All I want. Yep. Is to play Meg? Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> I think Lane would play the, the character for. I think there are mm-hmm. amazing characters in it. I think that there are Absolutely. some great songs. I think there's some awesome effects. Do I think it's a little bit of a retread of other things that would have been on Broadway? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, do I think it needs a little bit rewriting? Yeah, absolutely. However, all I want... For Christmas is you? I'm no! I all you. <laughs> all I want are those five women singing on stage, just like tearing it up. Like, I, I, I want to sit in a theater just for that. Wouldn't it be fun to see like Norm Lewis as Zeus? Or wouldn't it be fun to like see these these Broadway stars all of a sudden like being filtered into these awesome parts? Like Christopher Sieber is Hades. Mm, Michael Cerver yeah. is Hades. What are you talking about? Oh, Michael Cerver is Hades would be really cool. But see, but Megan McGinnis as Meg. Oh, duh. All right, so that's number. I just want to hear them sing <clears throat> "Bless My Soul" live. I understand that. I completely understand. Number right. two for you, Kimberly. Kimberly's number two. Sing Street. Sing Street. That's two for Sing Street. Is that your number one? Yes, the only thing I haven't said yet. Oh my god. My number two is Pitch Perfect. Okay, we're talking about three? Pitch Perfect. Um, Kevin, I, you rated it highest. I had it at five. Kimberly had it at... Uh, seven. Seven. I think that it it's just a really fun... It's the same kind of thing. It's like bringing comedy to musical theater and yeah. bringing it to Broadway without making it campy or family. Like, this so, is a way to make it to a younger audience. Mm-hmm. Um, you And the thing is, is you could change out the songs. You don't have to use the I same songs. I wrote that, song. too. Yeah, you I don't wrote, have to use the same songs. You can switch out the songs. You can stunt cast to your heart's uh-huh, desire. 100%. You can make it an epic night of fun. Yeah, it's a strong That's, female I, cast. I, I and think, like, I think I, But I, I still think there's enough to play with with that, that it could be a really fun, cute, like, entertaining show with an edge. Yeah, for sure. So I think, yeah, I think Pitch Record would be great. Yeah. I, I actually think that would work at, like, Maybe even like the big theater and New World stages. Totes. What I'll pose to you as a question, which is why it was a little lower down on my list, is do you think it would be a bunch of musical numbers of them, like in the movie, as they do in the movie, just their musical numbers in rehearsal and performances and stuff? Mm -hmm. Or do you think that there will be genuine moments of music? You definitely have to put like original songs. Yeah. I feel like you, you have to choose. I, I think it is both. I think and I think you have both. to choose. I think it's only when they're performing. Well, I think they should perform more often, and I think maybe sometimes they have like little sing-offs just in their room. Or but like to raise money to get there. To raise money to get there. To money to get there. But, the, the, but in the movie, it's not like the them performing moves the plot, but not in the way of like, emotionally? Does that make sense? Yes, I do, but I think okay. it's okay for them to be singing, like, I want you back to somebody else. Um, but they have to know the that plot. that's a song. And that's okay. I understand. So they're aware that they're they are singing. They're aware that they're singing. Yes. And they're aware they're being sung to. Correct. And maybe, like, the first time it happens, you do a weird tongue-in-cheek, like, are you serious? No. Sing to me yes, right exactly. Okay, that I would buy more than, like, we're going to accept that this song doesn't exist no. in real life. She's just singing, like, in On Your Feet when she, like, sings a song to her dad, and it's like, she wrote that song. That was me for number two. So we're on to number ones. Okay. 
my number one is Sing Street. Yay! Let's talk about Sing Street. I already said that was my number two, right? We said we covered that. That was your number okay. two. Kevin is 13. <laughs> Kevin did that to make me mad and he's never seen it. I did it to make you mad because you love it so much and I knew it'd be high on your list so I wanted to mess up where it was on the average. I hate yes. you so much for that. I think... Because <laughs> it's like both of, one of our favorite movies. Yes. I also think it's a been there, done that. I disagree. In what way? Said the have guy who never it? saw it. Um, have you ever seen uh, Love Actually where the boy wants to impress the girl so he learns how to be a drummer in a band? Is that a musical? Is that a musical? Do you know how no, many movies? Movie. Do you know how many, I know that's what I'm saying. Do you know how many movies have done that plot? That's fine, but it's not about the plot that's going to make it great. Also, that quite honestly, I know, she's a model, and there's no, no, no. no. Quite honestly, that no, has nothing to do with the story. No. That's just what they did. That's just what they put in the trailer to make you want to go see it. So it's. I think it's still on Netflix. But yeah, what I love. Go see Sing Street. First of all, the songs are great. But what is first of all, it's um, it's Carney who did once, um, and also did um, Begin Again, which wasn't on our list. But I don't think it would be great. Um, It'll be like a U two rock bear. Yeah, I don't like U two though. So, no, but, but what what what's the reason? Kevin! I'm not going to argue with someone who hasn't seen something. Said the guy who hasn't seen Carousel and argued with you like right, weeks right. ago. <laughs> but I also so this Andrew is, Bradis jump on him for this. So no, I literally just did this to make you mad. Yes, I know, and so, you're, it's working. Right, I know because really we're both ganging up on you right now. So this okay, is, so can so Brian this, and I just is, talk about how fun it'll be? This yes. is what I'll Instead. say. I'll just I think sit back. what I like about it is that it this boy. Growing up in 80s England, or um, Ireland. Ireland, excuse me. <gasps> I will unplug your microphone. You're, my blood is like boiling right now. I know. He just wants to find himself. Yes, and he, and and it's he this juxtaposition it between, between music videos and like the lack of reality and what his reality in this small town is. So on yeah. there's this big, amazing scene at the end where he's playing in front of a large Spoiler crowd. Spoiler alert. Yes. He's playing in front of... Um, He's playing in front of a large crowd, and he... So throughout the movie, they're making these, like, little... I mean, clearly really low-budget... Music videos? Music videos for their band. And at the very end, you see how he is envisioning his life as a music video. And, and then it cuts really quick back to reality, and you're like, oh... But video killed the radio star. So, I also... That's in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, so what is also interesting about it is that you have all these characters, so in this scene, worst of all, you the technical aspect of the show would be awesome as they're, like, making these music videos on stage. It would be very bandstand, too, because the band would always be there, yes. and they would just, like, go pick up their instruments. Absolutely, yeah. and it has a little, a little bit of, like... Um, School of Rock involved into it. Like, they're playing the instruments, all that young, fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, but Isn't that what School of also, Rock is? It's just the kids making a band? So it's like kids making a band? These kids are older. It's, 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 oh, it's they're high school kids. kids making a band. They're high school kids. But it's also different because it's it's about them. It's not someone teaching them how to, like, get out of themselves. It's them, like, in this small, industrial, like, economically poor town trying to um, pull themselves out of this, like, um, cultural rut. So, like, Last Ship meets... Kevin, we decided you're not in this conversation anymore because you haven't seen this movie. I just want to make Pride mad. <laughs> I, I, I just think that this is... Anyway, also, this is why I ranked it so high. Yeah. Because it is original music that is of the time. Yes. It is not a jukebox musical. Correct. Which I find very interesting. Drive it like you stole I'll it. Say, also, the music videos, while they are um, standalone songs, they're moving the plot because you are watching this kid write songs, like, 
react to his situation by writing a song and then making a music video about it. Yeah. So in that way, you're almost like seeing something play out and then seeing how it plays out in like a 16 year old kid's mind. So I think so it would work. It's really not well. that good, but we'll give it a chance. Got it. So Kevin, I'm gonna tear to shreds your number one. I don't care if I rank it high too. All right, number two. For Wait, Kim- no, number for one Kimberly. for Kimberly. Number one for Kimberly. Is- that thing you do, you idiots. How is that? Now, isn't that thing you do like the same thing we just talked about yes. with British people? <laughs> no, it's with, no, with British I, people. They're I, from wait, Pittsburgh. Kevin, where do you have it? Or sorry, Ranked they're from nine. Erie. Nine. I, I have it as um, ten. They've cracked my top ten. The reason I have it so low, and I love that movie, is because it feels like a fake retread of Jersey Boys. That's what I was thinking. Um, no. Like the tour montage with the Oneiders would be fun, but it, it just it just feels like a narrative. Norbert Leo Buddy Butts Holly. could play Tom Hanks again. Yeah, that sounds great. I love this Wait, movie. Wait, who? Norbert Leo Butts could play Tom Hanks again <laughs> from Catch yeah, Me sure. But I just think that it's a retread of a lot of things. I agree. I think. Um, but it's funny. Captain Jersey Geach Boys was funny. Moving plot forward thing. Absolutely not, because this is where I break my rule about you have to decide between performative and actually singing to each other because I feel like this could be a musical about a band in which you write... Where they write, visit people? But for this list, you, Spinal Tap is more interesting to me for that type of a thing. Agreed. Okay. Granted, I, I ranked think, it but, one higher <laughs> than this, but still. I don't know. I would just like want like a really fun, traditional musical comedy, but that thing you do. I, I, I totally get what you're saying. And I literally was like, well, number one is that thing you do. Where do I go from here? See it There's like, just such good bits. Oh, it would be so yeah. fun. There'd be some like Groundhog Day elements when like they're in the van, like they're in like his weird little Winnebago. Yeah. Like, I want an animated series of Captain Geach and the Shrimp, Sh- Shrimp Shack Shooters. That's what I want. I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> Like, that beach scene would be so super fun. So my number one... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we forgot about you. Which <laughs> makes the number one on the entire list. And I think you're dead wrong, because it's South Park. It's South Park. I think you're dead wrong. I think you're absolutely wrong, and this is why. Okay. South Park on this entire list of movies. He's getting musicals, a standing ovation I, I should, the boys in my because, living room. <laughs> because if you are a person who is in this industry and calls yourself a writer, you should be able to recognize that South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut is one of the <laughs> greatest written actual musicals of all time. But it's the a reason, cartoon. I know, no, Kimberly, the reason that, why that, that, I think it would yeah, work okay. is because having seen Spongebob, mm-hmm. I now know that you can take a very recognizable cartoon commodity and make it a banging show. And it's by uh, giving a nod to what your your base also show very is, different because they patched the SpongeBob together Sponge differently. SpongeBob? <laughs> they patched SpongeBob together in a different way than just taking what was already on film in a musical format and Correct. plopping it on they the They had stage. to do more work. But the thing is, is that the show, like, the book of, of Bigger, Longer, and Uncut is flawless. But I, the I, I love it. The every song is not just... It was ranked eight I'm for popping me. in. It's in my top ten. To say my, it was dead last for me because, one, I don't like cartoons. Uh, and two, so I've actually... So the girl who ranked Hercules I and know. Mulan pretty high. That's different. No, it's not. Those are, those are cartoons. <laughs> Jungle Book not. was high for you, too. And South Park is a way <laughs> Just better I thought Jungle musical Bo- than Jungle Hercules. Book would be cool. Yeah, for sure. But this is what I'm saying. I've never seen this movie, so I'm going to take myself out of the running oh, to okay. talk about it. So what? So I'll, I'm going to first start to agree with you and then say the reasons why I think it should be lower. Okay. And not number one. Um, the When Robin Williams did the performance at the um, the Oscars, Correct. like 
awesome on stage. The Blame Canada number was was awesome. Incredible. Robin Williams did Spongebob's? No. no. Oh, sorry, South Park? Blame yeah. Canada he, for the Oscars. The Oscars it was which was for best song. Which was awesome. And I think that's awesome. I said... Did it win? No. no. Oh. I, I love this movie. I truly love mm-hmm. it. I think it's brilliant. It's epic. I would rather see a new Parker Stone musical than take this one and plop it there. South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut is a very strong story that on its own is saying so many things about our society, about how we speak, about how we raise children, about how we uh, look at things in entertainment industry. This would be a (laughs) giant mirror to hold up to everyone who's in the audience to be like, do you see what this is? Like the fact that we could take South Park and put it on the stage is the biggest commentary on what I would prefer to see a South Park musical, not this one. Well, that's what a I was going to say. New one. I do I trust think... them to re- to do rewrites because it needs to be topical. I, I mean, they would have to update a few things. I just think like the core, like just the core written aspects of that, like is so brilliant. This would take the least amount of changes to make it a successful show. I just, I out of all these things, it has the best music and the best book out of all these movies. Hands down, Dave. I think it's very interesting that it was her number 15 and your number, number one, one, and mine was like literally in the it's middle. Dead at eight. in the middle. Yeah. It, I thought you both were going to rank it a lot higher. So did I. I initially. really thought we'd all say that thing we would I do. literally started with that as number one. Yeah. Cool. So, Kimberly, can you read out the final list? Sure. From 15 to 1. 15 is A Hard Day's Night. 14 okay. is La La Land. Great. 13 was High Society. 12, This is Spinal Tap. 11, The Jungle Book. 10, Enchanted. 9, All That Jazz. 8, Mulan. 7, Purple Rain. 6, 8 Mile. 5, Hercules. 4, Pitch Perfect. 3, Sing Street. 2, That Thing You Do. And 1, South Park. I think that is like a really strong top five. I agree. Of things that I also feel like could... I mean, I was giving you the benefit of even saying that South Park was strong in the top five. But South Park could totally be what you did argued as number one. I, I do. And I have no I no. have no actual real argument against Sing, Sing Street. No, I want you to watch it, though. You Can you watch it for me? Maybe. Can you please now watch it? Now that you've pissed me off, like... <laughs> the thing the is, you degree. can't watch it with us because we'll stare at you the whole time. No, I won't. I hate people do it to me. I won't do it to him. I can watch um, it. If you watch Sing Street, I'll watch South Park. South Park is so good. It's so good. That brings us to the end of our episode. And we end every episode with a quote. What? (laughs) And and I ended this this episode by only writing from winning musical. So what would Brian Brian Boitano do if he was here right now? Good one. Yeah. I love Brian Boitano. Brian Boitano is into the South Park musical? There's a whole song song. about Brian Boitano. I love Brian Boitano. As we end every episode. Zoom Cheers. 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 What would Brian Boitano do if he was here right now? He'd make up plan and he'd follow through. That's what Brian Boitano did. Like, I'd have to hear it in the song, too. No, they wouldn't. No. Hilarious. No. Hilarious. 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 Hello, folks, and welcome to another segment of Off-Broadwasted. This is Kevin talking to you about all the awesome things happening off-Broadway. And we are here with the cast of the musical parody of Friends. There you are. All 
so we're going to start on my left and go around in a circle, and I'm going to have you all tell me your name, your social media, if you have any oh. social media handles you'd like to share, and then I want you to tell me your favorite Friends episode. Ooh, snap. Hi, I'm Landon Zwick. But, uh, you can follow me at, at LandonIsWicked.com. Not that would be great if your Twitter handle was dot com. <laughs> I'm <guess> really <laughs> proud of you. I play Ross, and my favorite episode is the one where everyone finds out. Hello, I am Lisa Gray. I play Monica. You can follow me at at Lisa Gray, G R A Y E. And um, my favorite. Dot com. Not. Dot <laughs> 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 It's got that hidden E there. Backslash, backslash. Dot org. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> All right. My favorite episode is um, the one with the wedding dress. Well, I'm Bob McSmith. I'm one of the writers. I play Gunther and uh, the duck. And. Uh, <laughs> Instagram, Sir Bob McSmith. Our website's coming soon. Uh, yeah. That's for me. <laughs> uh, favorite episode is Bamboozled. Hi, I'm Alan Trinka. My Twitter handle is at Alan Trinka. <laughs> my Facebook name is Alan Trinka. He does voiceover work. <laughs> I think my favorite episode is the one where uh, Joe, where Chandler starts dating Janice again, and Joey's like trying to be her friend. Me. Okay. Yes. Um, my name is Katie Johansson, and I'm playing uh, Regina Falange. And um, my favorite episode, man, I'm like torn between the one where they all find out. Cause that one's obviously amazing. And then I don't remember the name of the episode, but it's like the one, well, I love the one where they lose the apartment, but also the one where they get it back. Yeah. And Phoebe like makes up the game and she's like, we were looking for Leafy, Leafy. <laughs> the good one. The game, the game episode when they like have the competition to switch apartments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one's my like. That, I love that one. <laughs> oh, oh. And um, my Instagram and Twitter handle is Katie Joyo Faux Show. Dot net. <laughs> <laughs> you just won. You just won the social media. Katie Joyo Fo Show. Um, I'm Patricia Sabulis, and I am playing Rachel Karen Green. Um, my Instagram is Trishy Sabs, which I just realized recently that it could also read Trishy's abs. Oh, you did. Oh. I don't. I don't have very good abs, but it abs. also helps to know how to write it. She also um, has an entire Instagram just about her abs. No, I don't. <laughs> it's her finsta. Um, but I, I also have a website, Um and my favorite episode is the one where Eddie won't go, and that's the one. One when uh, Adam Goldberg plays Chandler's roommate with the goldfish and is like dehydrating all the fruits, <laughs> and then and he has a girlfriend named Tilly and he's very um, like whack. When you talk about like the plots of these shows, it gets more and more ridiculous. Yeah. Like, oh, totally. He gets a fruit dehydrator. <laughs> like why? <laughs> My mom has one. I'm Seth Blum. I play uh, Chandler and Janice. And we others. basically play everyone else in this series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Handles uh, Seth B N Y C. And uh, website Seth Blum NYC dot com. Uh, mm, I don't have a favorite. My favorite episode is the last one. Oh, uh, it ended. How did you prepare for these roles? Did you come into them thinking, I have to do a direct interpretation of this actor? Or did you come in, I'm trying to embody the role? Like, what was the process of building this show as an actor? So I think it's interesting because this, I mean, these are such beloved characters that you had to pay them homage 
uh, you couldn't just do your own thing. If you just took this took this role and did your own thing with it, people wouldn't people wouldn't be happy. Like there are people who like really care about these yeah. characters. There's like a deep connection. Totally. So there was definitely an aspect of like, okay, there has to be some uh, Matt LeBlanc isms in there, like and well done too. They can't just you know. Um, but also, I think that we all bring our own personalities to mm-hmm. it as well. Mm-hmm. But it, there is, it's really important, I think, that we did bring those characters that were on the show on stage. Right. I think if it was like an adaptation, we might be a little bit more like, what is my take on the character? Yeah. But because it's a parody, it's like you are heightening, par- like who, how the actors portrayed those roles is part of what we're parodying. <laughs> yeah. Parodying. So, um, you know, it, it is part of it to do, you know, you're. You're doing an impression, but it, it obviously it's coming through you, and it's so heightened that at the end of the day yeah. it becomes your own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, like Alan said, you know, there's certain things who come into the show you, you want it and expect to see, and part of like why you love the show was that these characters were so distinct in their own way. Yeah. Um, so I know personally, I wa- obviously I watched a lot of Friends, yeah. um, and I, sometimes I would just have it on, and I would just like be moving and speaking along with the character. Like, oh, YouTube was great because you can yeah. pull up like. Yeah. Best, best of Phoebe. Clip. Yeah, best yeah. of Phoebe. Yeah, yeah. Clips. Totally. And then it's like, oh, right, I definitely have to do that thing that she does. And I feel like the audience could be a very strong part of the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You even yeah. talk about um, in your, like, the curtain opening, like, turn off your cell phone speech. There's, like, the little thing about, like, if you're drunk, like, hold it together. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes right? it feels like you're doing Rocky Horror because people yeah. in the show, like, people will shout out the lines, yeah. oh, the, yeah. line, the, the famous the line, lines. Um, I'm not, I wasn't uh, over you. What's that line? Oh, the, I heard people it's, around me murmuring. Yeah. When were you under me? When were you under, under me? me? Yeah, and so when yeah. people are wasted, they shout, shout it out. <laughs> and you just, like, it took a while to get used to, but I yeah. think yeah. we're kind of used to it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, Jennifer Aniston is my, like, true idol. I love her so much. Jen, so it was actually I'm really listening. hard for me at the beginning because I was like, I don't want to parody her because I love her. But then I was oh, like, well, no, her, voice, so her voice is so weird. I got it, you know. She I, does use some really distinct, like, Tonations yeah. on the show. Yeah. Really weird. It's really strange and like randomly nasal, but also like kind of southern, like Lisa pointed yeah, out. And like, Trisha's also from the south, I so am. she it's says perfect. some things that's so funny. I'm like, like hi girl, your southern's coming out. <laughs> 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 what do I do? What do I do? Voice Trisha, if you don't mind me asking. Um, I just well, first of all, I I almost know, honestly, like not to be like, oh, I know the show so well, but like mm-hmm. I know a lot of lines of the show, mm-hmm. and I've memorized her intonation so much but it wasn't I knew like the her patter but I didn't know her vocal quality and that was what I really had to work on so it took me a long time you know in order for me to get into actually saying full sentences I had to get in with the little weird sound yeah. that she does like the yeah. wah, wah, well, uh, uh, and the yeah. well, well uh, yeah uh, well uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, cross <laughs> my favorite line of the show is Patricia Rachel and she goes what do I do what do I do <laughs> so like when I'm warming up for the show before I start speaking whole lines I just go ah well ah well well ah well yeah, I'm a slut. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have had so much fun chatting with you guys. Yay. And uh, Friends, the parody musical is playing at the St. Luke's Theater, and it is playing. They've been extended through March, yeah. Yeah. 2018, I'll which is exciting. Which means that I'm gonna have to come back and hang out with you guys for a full yes. episode. More wine. Yeah. We'll yeah. definitely have way more wine. Yeah. Um, but until then, definitely get some tickets. Uh, you can get tickets on its friends. Musicalparody.com, musical right? Just friends, friends musicalparody.com. Music, com. Friends, musicalparody.com. Yeah. 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 Definitely com come com see it. It's super, super fun, and we will bring you some more friends in the new year. Woo-hoo. But until then, we will see you all later. Bye! Bye. We'll be there for you! Woo. 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 Woo.
Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 